From the newsroom of the Bryant College Station Eagle, this is the Brazos Sports Press Cast. And now, the Eagle High School Sports Team, Alex Miller and Jake Weiss. What's going on, everyone? You're listening to the Brazos Sports Preps Cast, a podcast about high school football here in the Brazos Valley. I'm Alex Miller with the Eagle, joined always by Jake Weiss, the Eagle's high school sports reporter. Jake, it's that time. It's time, Jake, for the Texas high school football playoffs. It's six weeks of just pure fun, adrenaline, slugfest, super matchups. And it all culminates in six weeks at AT&T Stadium. That's where everybody's trying to go. There's 64 teams in 10 divisions, another 64 down in 1A, six-man plus, all of our private schools. We got 19 schools, Jake, that made the postseason this year. So this is it. This is it. You got to win and stay in. If you don't, your season's over. You're going to basketball season. So, (laughs) All right, Jake, we're going to talk about contenders, Teams to watch, maybe some some sleepers per se, and uh, hey, we don't have to have a one main one game mentality. So we can look at matchups down the road That's that we nice want to see, yeah. and also of course games that we've got circled this week. All right, I'm done talking, Jake. How are you today? I'm doing good. I'm just excited. Your your intro, I'm, I'm pumped up, man. I'm ready to run through the wall for you. Yeah, good to have you back after this last week too. Yeah, uh, thanks, man. So. Uh, good, good to see Jake back in the office. Okay, Jake, let's jump to the chase. All right, uh, contenders. Okay, when when we start talking about contenders here in the Brazos Valley, the list starts with one team, and that team is the Franklin Lions. And that's not just because they're the defending three A Division two state champions. They're also 10-0 after moving up to 3A Division One, They've got some skins on the wall. They beat Lorena on the road. They smoked Cameron at home in the de facto district championship game. And they got it rolling. Coach Fan and his team, they look sharp. And uh, uh, this is coincidence <laughs> that we're wearing our green today. But the fact of the matter is, if you, if you had to ask me what's – who who are you most confident in that could po- possibly win a state championship from the Brazos Valley this year? I'm probably picking Franklin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, man, just you look at their bracket too. They've kind of, you know, they've they kind of got a pretty good setup here. I think uh, you know they've got uh, Hitchcock. That's a good team uh, that they could play in the third round. Cameron Yo's right there as well. Uh, they'd probably play. You know, maybe the region final. I think would probably be between them. Cameron Yo and then maybe the Cameron Yo and Lorena winner, is that right? Yeah. yeah. I mean when you start looking at the bracket, okay, uh it's kinda it's kinda setting up where Franklin would play the winner of Yo and Lorena and in round four. And yeah, I mean you you look at that bracket, Hitchcock's there. Yeah. They did pretty well at seven on seven this year. I remember seeing them out there in the summer and you know this this bracket though, it it, it really just it sets up well for Franklin to to make another deep run. And, you know, when you look at who they're going to play, they're going to play teams that they've already beaten. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, when you look at the pairing where they're at with, they're in Region 3 now. Uh, when you look at Region 4, Lano, they're the favorite down there, and that would be a state semifinal matchup. But 
in all honesty, I think I think it's Franklin it's Franklin's to lose and it's theirs to seize and that seems to be the the mantra that they're going with. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it just the bracket sets up well. They've had a pretty good regular season schedule too to get them to this point. Like we talked, like you were just talking about earlier, they got some skins on the wall now. Uh, I think they're going to be in pretty good shape. Yeah, you know, Bryson Washington, Jaden Jackson, they're a solid one-two punch on offense. You know, defense is going to have to step up for them. Uh, not quite as dominant as it was last year, but you know, they've been able to find some guys, fill in some key roles. And, you know, they're a team that, you know, you start listing off contenders. Like I said, it, it starts with Franklin. So, hey, two teams locally that are, are probably at least regional contenders, if not statewide contenders, A&M Consolidated and College Station. And, you know, when we, when we had our preview podcast at the beginning of the season with Matt Stepp, uh, these were obviously two teams that – we knew had a chance to be really good. And, you know, our friends at Texas football thought they were going to be good. They had College Station beating Consol in the region final, actually. And, you know, especially College Station, we've talked at length how they've had to, you know, find a way, Jake, and find people to step into roles that they were not expecting and Consol's kind of going through that a little bit right now, especially mm-hmm. at receiver trying to replace what Wesley Watson brings to the table as he's trying to get back onto the field after that that lower leg injury against the Cougars a couple weeks ago. Uh, Consol, they host Seguin this week, College Station. They start the playoffs at home against San Antonio Wagner. Uh, you know, Jake... What, what, what are we kind of seeing in these first-round matchups and kind of just where this is this is heading for the Cougars and the Tigers? Yeah, well, we'll, we'll start kind of with their opponents. You know, Seguin, they haven't made it past the first round since uh, 1998, or eight, 19, excuse me, 1988. That's a long time. Yeah. We were not born. We're yeah, thought of. Say. Exactly. <laughs> uh, long time. And then, you know, you look at Wagner, San Antonio Wagner, you know, they're they're a battle-tested team. Uh, I think they're 6-4 and four on the season. So you might think to yourself, well, that's not that impressive. But, you know, you start looking at the list of teams they played, you, you kind of realize, you know, they're a battle-tested, you know, sneaky team. Uh, you know, they haven't had their kind of marquee win this year. But, you know, they push some good teams, and they're going to give, you know, whoever they play, you know, a challenge. They're going to give them a fight. I think they played, I think, Liberty Hill early yeah. in the season. Uh, Dripping Springs, that, that they lost pretty big to Dripping Springs, but they're a contender up in 6A Division Two, And then they lost by a score to New Braunfels Canyon and Smithson Valley in their own district. And so, you know, Seguin's a team that, you know, they started off really hot, kind of similar to what we saw with Milano, I mm-hmm. think, here. And, you know, they played some of the better teams in that district and lost by some narrow margins. Uh, I think these are pretty solid first-round matchups for both these local teams. So, you know, Jake, when we're looking at Consol and College Station, what do you think really makes each of these teams contenders and what they're going to need to do to to actually live up to that and have a deep run. Yeah, I'll start with uh, College Station. You kind of mentioned it earlier, uh, finding a way. You know, that's been something they've had to do all season. And, you know, fortunately for them, uh, you know, I kind of think that game against Consol especially, you know, that was kind of their, I don't want to say their, uh, you know, crowning achievement or anything like that because they, they liked, you know, to make a run here in the playoffs. That'd be the crowning achievement. But what I mean by that is I think that game kind of really solidified, you know, for them 
maybe even some of the younger guys on the team too that maybe haven't been here before. Uh, hey, you know, we can really, you know, we we work together. You know, we we've got a lot of moving pieces here, but if we put it all together, if we kind of stay together, stay the course, you know, we've got a fighting chance. Uh, and I also think too their veteran experience that they they've had, you know, guys who have been here before, combined with the newer guys who have that kind of experience now in the regular season, is really really going to help them here in the playoffs. And I think that's what they're going to need to do, you know, to make a run is stick together, uh, use kind of use that, learn what they, you know, take what they learn from the regular season and apply it here. You know, I know it's the playoffs and it's a different time, but you know, just kind of stay the course, stay steady. Use what they use in the regular season, and you know, try not to get too high and too low at you know each game. And then uh, over on the other side, you know, with Consol, uh, you know, like you said, it's a tough loss with Wesley, but you know, the nice thing is they've got a really nice rushing attack with Keyshawn and Trey. Uh, Will pretty much he ran for what a, over a hundred yeah, yards. Yeah, you know, I, when when we start, when I was thinking about this, I was like, did did they kind of just like unlock something with Will Hargett and his ability to run? Because uh, I mean, he's a guy that he's got he's got really good pocket presence for a sophomore and he can he can really extend plays with his legs, but now being able to just see the green light and go as to scrambling around and trying to throw the ball, that could really help Consol if he just has the confidence to go and do that here in the coming weeks. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, he's kind of a dual-threat guy. I mean, is it, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to crown him too early, but uh, I, I saw the stats I was, you know, at the game, but I was like, man, Will, Will's a dual-threat? I, I didn't know that. You know, color me surprised. But, uh, yeah, I think for Consol, you know, tough loss with Wesley, but, you know, they've had some other guys step up. That defense especially, I feel like, is a little bit more veteran than the offense, um, you know, in terms of seniors and upperclassmen. But, you know, I think if they – defense will kind of have to – carry the load a little bit but I think as the playoffs go on if the offense can you know learn from past games you know each round as they go on and just get better each round they've got themselves a chance you know line play I think is going to be a big thing for Consol mm -hmm. if they can you know get that push especially on offense um, especially you know if Consol can make a run having to play a team maybe like Smith and Valley who they've got some bigger guys they got they got the offensive line commit to A&M Colton Thomason so you know, Consol, Consol and College Station, both teams that, you know, I think you look at Region 3 and 5A Division 1, it's kind of a level playing field, and there's some, there's some really good potential games to be seen. Mm -hmm. Fulshear's a team that has really caught a lot of people by surprise, I think, this year, which maybe not that surprising, honestly, because if you go back and look at what they've done the last two years, had some really young talent that's really come up. Um, obviously, Banville's a team that, you know, year in, year out is pretty good. Angleton, a team College Station might see if they win their first-round game. So, and not to mention, we haven't even mentioned them, Georgetown, yeah. okay? A thorn in College Station side and really kind of, you know, got things going in the second half against Consol. Uh, I bet the Cougars would like to have another shot at, at Georgetown, <laughs> um, but you know this is this is a really this is, it's a fun region I think, yeah. and I think it's going to have some really good games as we get deeper into the playoffs. So, all right, pivoting to kind of looking around the Vazes Valley, we already mentioned Franklin. Okay, I think besides Franklin, there's two other kind of clear contenders around the Brazos Valley, and they're both in Class Two A. It's Burton and Centerville. Uh, but, 
you know, Jake, when you start getting into the nitty gritty of it, both of these teams yeah. are going to have some pretty tricky paths to walk to try and get a deep run going. Yeah, you know, for Burton, uh, they kind of would have to go through Chitlin and Mart if they want to make it to the uh, first state championship or win their first state championship as well. Uh, that region is going to be a lot of fun when you look at it, though. I think uh, we've had a couple teams kind of lose to both Mart and I want to say Bremont had some trouble with both of them. Yeah, uh, Centerville lost to Mart by yeah. one point. And then, right. you know, Chilton's been a team that, you know, has kind of, you know, they they won that district with Milano and Bremond and Granger. That's a really that was a really good district yeah. this year. And then on kind of looking at Centerville, uh, I mean, man, they they've really impressed this year. Probably one of their best teams ever or maybe even, you know, I don't want to say it, you know, I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but might be their best team ever. Uh, but, you know, kind of looking ahead, you know, I know they don't like to look ahead, but kind of looming in the third round is uh, uh, Timpson, who beat them in last year's regional final, right. or region final. Uh, so, you know, this year they would have to probably play in re- round three, I want to say, if they both get there. Uh, you know, Timpson hasn't been tested as much as Centerville. You know, we just talked about the Mart game. You know, Centerville's played some really tough teams in non-district that kind of helped them. Uh, you know, as they've just kind of been pushed a little bit more. So it'll be kind of interesting to see if they both make it there, what happens. Because I feel like Centerville kind of has the edge on terms of just, you know, playing tougher teams at this point so far. Yeah, Timpson, they they are definitely probably the team to beat in that region. Um, there's great football out in East Texas. I mean, Beckville, Joaquin, some of these other little towns out there over near Louisiana – uh, they've got some really good football, and I think Timson has played good teams. I do think, though, that Centerville has played a better schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you look at Centerville, they, they had a really challenging non-district schedule. And yes, they lost to Crawford, and yes, they lost to Mart, but I think that when this comes back around in the, in the third round, those are the games that are going to help them be competitive against a team like Timson, for a full 48 minutes, whereas last year, man, they were neck and neck with the Bears for the first half, and then Timpson took off in the third quarter and didn't look back, and it was a blowout win. I just I don't see that happening again this year, and I I, I just this is this is Centerville's chance, and they're gonna have to play as good a football game as as they can uh, if, if they're able to get that far, which I expect them to. And uh, that's going to be a game that, hey, Thanksgiving week, Jake, we're going to be talking about, <laughs> I bet. So uh, can't wait for that one. So, hey, three other teams here locally in Bryan College Station are in the playoffs. Bryan at Duncanville this Friday at 7 o'clock in Class 6A Division One. Jake, I'm not saying Bryan can't win this game, but it's a tall order for the Vikings uh, Duncanville, they're number three in the state. They're nine and zero on the year. They've been to the state finals three of the last four years. They're probably the region favorite in region two up there. And they really seem to be one of the three state contenders in six, a division one, uh, alongside, you know, Austin Westlake, they've won three state championships. And then North shore who Duncanville North shore seems to just be the recurring matchup in a state championship won't happen, or I guess it could happen this year. I should say that. Uh, but you know, Duncanville, they like to put up points and they back that up with a really strong defense with lots of talent. So 
it's going to be a tall order for the Vikings going against one of the state's best teams and especially on the road. Yeah, I agree. And then another game that I think is going to be kind of a tough one is uh, Allen Academy at San Marcos Academy. That's going to be Friday at 7 p.m. Kind of just a tough path for the Rams if they want to make it to the championship game. Uh, This first game's on the road. Uh, We've talked before, and we talked with Coach Adams, too, I want to say that kind of road struggles a little bit or kind of they had a little bit – they hadn't been tested as much on the road as they would have been liked. I think when we talked to him at the midway point, that was something he talked about. Uh, you know, they've had some road games now, kind of some road experience under the belt, but tough path for them, I think. Um, you know, next week they'd have to play Conroe Covenant because uh, they had the bye, I want to say. Is that I think, right? I think that's right. Yeah. So, um, you know, hey, I, I know Allen Academy lost to Conroe Covenant last week. Mm. Very competitive, though. Uh, it was it was a pretty close game. So, um, Rams, Rams trying to look, make something out of it. So, see what happens. And then... Hey, Brazos Christian, they're hosting Waco Riker on Friday at 7 o'clock. You know, Eagles came up this short of a district championship last week to Northland Christian. Uh, I, I think they'll be favored this week. And uh, curious to see what Coach Washington, Ryan Burton, and some of those guys, Jackson Caffey, can do in the playoffs. All right, Jake, we've got some sleepers, right? Some teams. We talk about the Duncanvilles. In the Franklins of Texas high school football, okay? This is the playoffs. Things get weird, okay? And I think there's some teams that could make some noise and make things kind of weird here in the coming weeks. So, Jake, let's talk about our first sleeper, and that's the Burnham Cubs. Oh, yeah. You know, Brenham, man, last week, uh, I was following along. Like I said, I was out last week, but I was following along with that one on social media. And, man, I was just waiting and waiting for each update to scroll by. I was just so excited to see that one. Uh, And that, you know, district title game against Lake Creek, uh, I was really encouraged. You know, Uh, no one has pushed Lake Creek like that. Lake Creek's now, what, 10-0, finished the regular season undefeated. Yeah. Uh, I want to say it was maybe the program's first undefeated season. At I Lake Creek? Say, yeah. Oh, yeah, for so sure. I want to say I saw that. Um, but credit to Brenham. They pushed them really hard. Uh, I think that was what? They put up 42, 40? Yeah, it was It was something like that. Like 50s, I know the final was 50-something to 40-something. I think I think Brenham had 42. Yeah. Um, so I was real impressed with them. That was the team I was real impressed with. Um, you know, And if they win this week, it's likely going to be a rematch against Belton, who they beat 42-7 to in non-district. Uh, then I think they'd have to play Austin and LBJ in round three. Uh, but those Jags, they haven't really been tested much this year. So I think that'd be kind of interesting. Um, I kind of think Brenham, they can make some noise here in uh, Coach Danny uh, Young's first season and make it, you know, maybe three to four rounds deep. Yeah, you know, Brenham's a team that we just keep talking about, man. We can't we can't stop talking about them. And uh, credit to Coach Youngs and his and his team. I mean, they they've really stepped up this season and have have found a way to get it going. And on it, this is really a team that could really go three to four rounds deep. So, second team to watch out for a sleeper. I don't. Okay, they're borderline contender sleeper. I I label them as sleeper <laughs> only because they haven't really been talked about on a statewide level to the extent that maybe a Franklin or a Burton has. And it's the Lexington Eagles. Okay, they've kind of flown under the radar a little bit all year. I think that ends pretty soon. They're ten and zero. They didn't necessarily steamroll every team they played, but they didn't have any hiccups either. 
had a close game early in the season against Thorndale, and ever since then, it's it's been pretty convincing wins. So when you look at 3A Division Two and in Region 4, though, it's kind of both in maybe kind of the field in a sense, and I think Lexington's probably their biggest challenger. And that's a matchup that wouldn't happen until the region finals, okay? We've talked about the emergence of Case Evans at quarterback this season. He's a freshman. He's going to continue to need, he's going to need to continue to grow up for the Eagles if they're going to make, need to make a deep run. Lexington's got to take care of the football too. They can't get in one of these games really and you know turn the ball over three, four, five times. It's hard to overcome, you know, mm-hmm. when you're playing teams of similar caliber. Dalen Washington, he's been a weapon for them uh, at, at running back and at receiver. Been able to run and catch the ball really well. And hey, on defense. They've got another kid named Kerr doing some pretty big things. Joseph Kerr, younger brother of Jared Kerr, who, by the way, is making a splash at A&M this season. So uh, Lexington, Coach Mull, his team, they just win games, man. The, the, the hottest thing in Lexington sometimes is Snow's Barbecue, but this time of the year it's also sometimes Eagles football. So, <laughs> um, you know, I think, it, I think it sets up to where Lexington – can really make some noise down there in 3A Division II's Region 4. So, hey, third team on our radar, the Bremont Tigers. And, man, Bremont, really close to, you know, contending for the district championship, maybe even winning the district championship. You know, Chilton got the best of them. They lost a really close game to Granger, and they're the third seed out of that district. But... I mean, they might as well be as good as a first seed from some of the other districts. Uh, I mean, they're battle-tested. Uh, you mentioned those two games. I was looking back earlier today at kind of some box scores and re- rereading some stuff, and I was like, man, I forgot how close those two games were. I mean, I think both of them were decided by maybe less than 10 points. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe at most, I think uh, one of them maybe was 11 points. So just really cl- two close games. Uh, I know I talked about Bremont a lot when we did our midseason kind of preview and I, I still think you know they're eight and two three and two in the district I, I really think they can make a splash in the playoffs I don't know how far but because they're still kind of young but I think they can make a splash yeah you know uh, I think they'd match up with Granger maybe the second or third round my my internet is a little out right now so I can't pull up the bracket I should have done that earlier um, but you know they're they're going to see teams that they're familiar with and if they make a run so yeah, watch out! Watch out for those those Bremont Tigers. Uh, they got they got some vengeance to serve potentially. So, Jake, I know it's just week one and nothing is given after this week. All nineteen teams that are playing this week could lose. I do not expect that, but it could happen. But because I don't expect that to happen, we can look ahead and talk about maybe some potential matchups that we'd like to see down the road. <laughs> and I think there's two obvious ones in its rematches. The first one, AM Consolidated College Station Part 2 and Franklin Lorena Part 2. Those would both be regional final games. Here's the deal, man. That's too good to pass up if it if it comes to fruition. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, uh, I'd like to see it happen. I think everyone wants to see it happen again. Both of those happen again. And I think Franklin and Lorena, that would be... That game would be at Baylor, right? It it could be. I mean, I, I'm I'm just curious, like you know, where 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 are they going to play some of these games? Yeah. Because you know, if you look at Franklin Lorena, there's not really something in the middle 
and you're probably not playing a home game. So do you play at Baylor? Do you go to Austin? Do you come down to College Station? Like where where are they gonna pl- where would they play that game? Same with same with Franklin and Cameron Yo. You know, it seems like seems like Waco is probably the the logical landing spot. And then you know, if you look at College Station and Consol, if they matched up again, where would they play? Because <laughs> As crowded as that game was in the regular season, I can't imagine what it would be for for a playoff. You know, could they would they play at Merrill Green Stadium? I think that would be a good place yeah. to play. It holds about what ten, twelve thousand people could could do that. Um, you know, if Kyle Field would probably be available. I know it costs a lot of money to to rent that place out, but it might be worthwhile to spend an extra dime or two uh, to get that place. That'd be a great one. But you know. All these teams, they're going to have to win some big games to make that happen. But it's not quite out of the question. So, like we said, Consol's path kind of looks like Seguin, Fulcher, Smithson Valley, College Station, Wagner, Angleton, and then maybe Georgetown. Uh, Lorena's going to have to go through Cameron Yo And uh, Franklin, they're going to have to get past Hitchcock. And, hey, Franklin's got a great game this week, too. Yeah. Hallettsville, okay? Hallettsville is a really good team. Uh, I think they might have beaten Shiner earlier this year. Uh, yeah. Don't quote me on that, but I think that I think that's true because I think Shiner Shiner was playing up and uh, lost to Hallettsville. I think maybe the first or the second game of the season. So Hallettsville is a really good team. It's it's not going to be quite just a stroll in the park for Franklin as it was for the first <laughs> few games last year. Um, but hey, what are maybe some other games uh, in the area that you know you look down the road could be some fun games to see? Man, uh, two for me, both Burton games actually. Uh, Burton Chitlin or Chitlin, that would be a good one, and then uh, Burton Mart. I just think those would be just slugfests, and I just don't know who would come out on top. So I would just be real excited to see what happens in both of those. Yeah, um, I- I'm trying to think of some, you know. Uh, Brenham's got an interesting path. Uh, you know what? What's going to be interesting for the College Station schools is, you know, if if they can keep going, they're going to play some teams that they're not very familiar with, and if one of them can emerge out of the region, they're probably going to be playing a team from the Rio Grande Valley, which is kind of kind of fun and different. So, you know, you're kind of touching all corners of the state. We talked about College Station last year and just how brutal that that 5A Division One Region 2 was with kind of the East Texas meets Metroplex meets somehow Central Texas, North East Houston area. I mean, it was just a goulage of teams last year. And it's kind of what, it's kind of what you got this year, but going in the complete opposite direction. And, you know, that's what's so fun about the playoffs too, Jake, to me is that, you you start seeing teams from all corners of the state play each other. You know, we're talking about we're talking about um, College Station or Consol playing a Rio Grande Valley team. We're talking about Lexington maybe going to have to play Poth down near San Antonio, um, and Brian is playing Duncanville. I mean that. That in itself goes all the way up the I-35 corridor more. So, you know, 
just a lot of fun. It, it's really it's really interesting just to see you know who ends up playing who, where the heck they're gonna play, and uh, how it all shakes out. Because at the end of the day, you're playing a lot of teams that you have you've literally never seen. Uh, you probably heard of them, um, but you probably haven't played them. But at the same time, you probably might play some teams that you know every little bit about. So it's so fun. All right, Jake, let's close this out. As much as we want to look ahead, we got football this week, and there's there's some good there's some good games on the slate this week. We've already talked about a few of them, uh, but uh, let's go ahead and preview just just uh, three quick ones, real quick. We'll start. Bremond versus Falls City, seven o'clock Thursday in Giddings. Yeah, we've talked about uh, this before a little bit. We know this is kind of isn't the same Falls City as before, but you know they still got the pedigree, still got the name brand. Uh, you know we've talked about Bremond as well. We're battle tested. They're probably gonna take. They can take the Beavers. I think. Uh, I think it'll be a good one. But uh, I like Bremond in this one. Yeah, you know uh, this is this is a juicy first round game. And, you know, we, we talk about Bremond being a sleeper down in 2A Division Two, Region 3. This is, this is a game that, you know, if Bremond wins, good, good win for them because Fall City does have the pedigree. And when they're going to play teams again, potentially like Granger, maybe even Chilton or Burton, you know, this is a kind of game that, you know, they they're gonna look back on and be like, hey, that 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 helped us along the way get this thing started. So, uh, if Brevon could come away with a win, that would be a big one for the Tigers. So, Madisonville versus Lagrange, seven o'clock Thursday in College Station. Hi, uh, Mustangs, Jake. We've been talking about them all year. They've been on our radar all season, and uh, this could be a big game because not not only. Uh, has Madisonville been a team that you know we've talked about? They've only been ba- past the first round seven times in school history. Yeah, and you know I think uh, too for them, you know I think they were a little disappointed they didn't win that district title game. Uh, what was that two weeks ago? Yeah, Waco Connolly. Yeah, but uh, this would be a big chance for them to uh, you know go away with some history anyway if they can get past the first round because like you just said, seven times so. Didn't get the district title, but playoff time, anything can happen now. Yeah, Lagrange, they got they got an AM commit on there. Uh, Bravion Rogers plays cornerback, and uh, so gonna be a good game down on the south side of town in College Station. Hey, Madisonville wins this week, uh, setting up for for a really good second round matchup potentially against Belleville. Okay, Bramas, they're they're rolling their ten and zero. That'd be that'd be a good one next week in the second round area round. But Madisonville, got to get past LaGrange this week. Jake, what's our third game? Take us home. Last one, uh, Dangerfield versus Anderson Shiro, 7 p.m. Thursday at Jacksonville's Tomato Bowl. Awesome name, by the way. Love that Classic name. Classic Tomato Bowl. Shout out to the Jalapeno Tree, uh, <laughs> longtime favorite of one Robert Cessna and a Travis Brown who's helping produce this show. So, Jake, anyway, back to the game. Uh, but yeah, you know, we've talked about Anderson Shiro a little bit. You know, Coach Owls, Coach Hodges Owls. You know, they're they're back in the playoffs. That was something they really wanted to do. They missed last year. Really wanted to get back there because they've had a bit of a run where they've been making the playoffs. But you know, they're back in it. Uh, they clinched, or they didn't clinch last week, but they did pick up a big win last week against Trinity. Uh, I think they clinched. I think they actually clinched the playoff spot during their bye, which was a little funny, but got a lot of momentum after that win against Trinity. Uh, it's a tall order for them. 
this week. But you know, they're a tough bunch. I mean, they've been you know they've been down a couple times this season, but they've always kind of picked themselves up and rose to the occasion. So uh, interesting matchup. I'm I'm interested in this one. And also, like I said, Tomato Bowl, great name. Great name. Hey, you know, we talked earlier about just the 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 span of where things are being played throughout the high school football playoffs. You got Dangerfield all the way out in East Texas. You got Falls City down near San Antonio. So, hey, we got action all across the state this this week with Brazos Valley teams. So, fun times to be a high school football fan, Jake. Yeah, so, I think so. I'm excited. Hey, I think that's all we got. Uh, so, hey, thanks for tuning in to our high school football playoff preview show. And uh, be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to check all of our playoff coverage on TheEagle.com. Jake, before we go, where are you going this week, man? Uh, yeah, I'm going to Franklin on Thursday, and then Friday we'll kind of figure it out. I think they're uh, we're kind of waiting on some, some volleyball. It'll either be some volleyball action on Friday, and then if not, it'll be some high school football action. So Thursday for sure I'll be, at, I'll be covering Franklin's game. Though. There you go. I'll be up in Duncanville on Friday night covering the Vikings, see if they can pull off a huge up, what would be a huge upset of the Panthers and uh, Coach Tullis in his first season. So, All right. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll see you next week.